You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. Jesus entered the synagogue. There was a man there who had a withered hand. They watched Jesus closely to see if he could cure him on the Sabbath so they might accuse him. He said to the man with the withered hand, come up here before us. Then he said to the Pharisees, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath rather than to do evil, to save life rather than to destroy it? But they remained silent, looking around at them with anger and grieved at their hardness of heart. Jesus said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately took counsel with the Herodians against him to put him to death. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. When the Gospel tells us this story, it's not to rouse up hatred in our hearts for the Pharisees. It's to put us on the alert how we can react to situations where we are being corrected. Because it's very natural in us when we're being corrected to defend ourselves immediately, to justify ourselves, to retaliate, to to become aggressive, uh, to become hardened of heart. And so the gospel is, uh, when it's ever telling us these stories, it's... uh, It's, it's helping us to also reflect on our own attitude as religious people. And sometimes uh, lay people and clergy, uh, consecrated people, could become small-hearted, could become a little impervious to the graces that come through the critique of others. And this is a very good, a good lesson for us. Obviously, with all that's going on here in Israel and Palestine at the moment, the uh, battle of David and the Philistine might be seen politically. But in the exact same way in the gospel, the Bible isn't telling us this story because of blood and swords. There's a word in here, I don't know if you know what it means, scimitar. Well, I'm not going to explain it because I don't know, so you can Google and see what scimitar is, but after mass. So, uh, why is the gospel, why is the scripture telling us this story? And it's expressed in the psalm, blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains me for battle. But it's not a battle to kill people, it's a battle for the spiritual life. And the story of David and Goliath is surely a national story. It's a Jewish story, it's a story we read as Christians. But it's, I would say it's um, become a heritage of humanity. And it's used in business. You know, this little startup business took on a whole industry and came out on top. Uh, it could be um, a child that has a lot of challenges and had a lot of difficulties, maybe a hostile um, children's environment in the school or a teacher that didn't like them too much or there was some perception of that and the child triumphs. This is about 
the human being in the situation of having major difficulties that overwhelm us and that we shouldn't be reduced because God is present in our lives. And maybe we have a faith where God is kind of present in our lives, but he doesn't, he's not involved in my daily challenges. And this could also be a very smart adult who feels overwhelmed by their addiction to cocaine, to alcohol, or a young couple whose child is now diagnosed with Down syndrome. And they're overwhelmed with sadness, with grief, with disappointment, and with a sense of inability to be able to cope. And what David teaches us here is he reaches out to God. His trust is not in his skills. He uses his skills, but his trust is in God. And this is absolutely beautiful and it's important. And we find this, this spirit expressed in our Christian culture, uh, and I'm sure it's in other places. I would even say because of that, it's in the Muslim culture, isn't that interesting? One of the words that a lot of Christians get very impressed by when they come on pilgrimage here, especially if they have a Muslim driver or guide, or at the hotel, in the reception, or wherever, helping them, they will hear the word inshallah. And usually the guides, both uh, Arab guides and Israeli guides, are very familiar with the word inshallah. It's used a lot, <clears throat> and it means God willing. But that expression precedes Islam by centuries. They just adopted it because it was part of the religious culture, and it also fits very well with the reverence and submission they have before God. But actually, it's already present here. Inshallah is God willing. And we often say, God help us, because we feel overwhelmed. Or we see Peter at some moment saying, Lord, save me, I perish. Like that's David before Goliath. Goliath is like this big monster that threatens my existence, and it could be an addiction. It could be an economic downturn. It could be my company just laid me off, and I have a mortgage on the house. I have a child who's sick that has needs medical, expensive medical care. Uh, I have some other tensions and burdens. I'm overwhelmed. And I don't want to take the side door to drinking. I don't want to run away. Like the kids who have a baby and the guy runs away. Uh, uh, back home when I was a child, there were such cases. The guy went off to England to find a job. He disappeared. He couldn't take the challenge socially, economically, um, morally responsibly. He just ran away. And how many people today are overwhelmed by depression? maybe by a failure that's socially, um, what's the word? Um, there's a negative word that has a kind of a, a stigma, a stigmatized social condition, a failure, an embarrassment, um, uh, ridiculed. And there, when we have this in front of a Goliath moment, and this is where we're inspired today to reach out. We could feel it in the church with the encroaching of society. I just read the new document from China about the rules they have imposed on all religions in China. 
and they all are declared subservient to the patriotic program of the reigning government today. And this seems to be very, very overwhelming. Uh, martyrs going on in their path of faith to death in front of a huge Goliath apparatus. So this becomes a wonderful image for us and a great encouragement from this brutal story, but it's the story of God helping the little one to triumph against overwhelming odds. So let us learn that lesson for our spiritual life. We have another expression of that in the New Testament where uh, St. Paul says that our battles are not with our physical resources here. It doesn't matter how many tanks you have and how many F-16s you have and how many anti-missiles you have. And it's, it's God with you. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.